Welcome to the podcast of Central Church. This is our latest weekly message. It's time for book club. We've had a, we've had book club happening over the last what few months? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't actually know exactly how we're rolling. What's is we're just Bell, Bell, and then and then Cheryl, and then Flame to finish. Cool. Fair enough. Well, thanks, Belinda. Are you going? Are you going to explain? I, I don't need to say anything, do you? Well, I don't really know, so I probably am not the person. It's what was the book called? God walks, or something? God walk, God walk, and it's about spirituality at a slow pace, right? Is that is that fitting? Okay. All right, over to you. <laughs> putting my putting my glasses on because I got notes on my phone and I just realised. Need them. <laughs> yeah, so take them off again. Um, we we decided David and I were chatting earlier in the year and we were thinking it would be nice to have something a bit more regular to meet with people, kind of get to know some people a bit better, but also just to maybe look at have something to focus on. And so we were looking through some different materials, um, Christian books, and um, we came upon this book called God Walk and it's by Mark Buchanan and we had read some other books of his and thought it's not too heavy but not too light you know it was it was a good thing just to be able to chat with people about um and so we yeah also the fact that we we uh, chose that book was partly because we'd moved to Wanuna during the year and had been enjoying some lovely walks so the whole thought of God walk was attractive to us. Anyway, so we had five of us most of the time. Well, when I say most of the time, we've you know had people come some weeks and couldn't come other weeks, but most of the time was there was five of us in the group. Um, so it's been a, a great time to just look at um, at some of the ideas that Mark Buchanan had in his book, and um, yeah. So I'm going to share a little bit of what I got from it and then Cheryl is and then we asked David to go last because then he can say the bits we forget to say basically. Um, Okay so the idea of the book is that walking pace might be the speed of your soul and that there's something spiritual in the physical act of walking Um, and I found that quite intriguing actually that uh, okay, is there is there something spiritual about actually just walking? Um, and of course, walking and going on a journey are often used as, I guess, metaphorical descriptions for our life in the Christian faith. Um, so the premise of Mark Buchanan's book is that God himself moves slowly, um, which is some of the stuff we've been looking at in church generally. God is not in a rush, and he describes walking as God's speed, Uh, The Genesis creation story describes how as humans we walked with each other and we walked with God right from the beginning. So throughout history, the prophets and people of faith were described as walking with God. And the Bible is full of references to walking, walking in the light, walking in truth, walking in in holiness. Um, The author also proposes that in more recent times, Christianity might have become more of a philosophy or an idea than something we 
live out or what used to be called the way to follow. And I, I think that for me that's a bit true in that these days we do spend a lot of time concentrating on working out our theology in our minds and sometimes our actual doing or our spiritual walking um, can get a bit less attention. So the book actually reminded me to walk in gratitude. Life is not a race, but I need to keep moving at my own pace. Um, there was a chapter in there about walking with others, and I found that resonated quite a lot um, as sharing a journey, whether it's long and difficult or slow and ambling, builds precious relationships over time. And walking can also be healing. When we're recovering from injury, the best thing to do seems to be to start gently walking to build up our strength again. And I've found that walking can also help you heal the damage to your heart to move in the world again, to let your feelings move through you and release the blockages. Um, I think when you are hurt, it's tempting to crawl into a ball and just stop. But at some point, you need to get up and start walking again. Um, the book itself ambles a bit. The author's ideas go here and there and leave his main path. And sometimes we didn't really know where he was going next. Um, but I thought, actually, perhaps that was the point. <laughs> and of course, when Jesus was alive, he covered an awful lot of ground walking during his 33 years on earth. His journeys with his disciples weren't straight. He wandered the highways and the byways. He spent time in the wilderness. He often took the longest distance between two points. And in our lives today, there's really no point taking a shortcut. It doesn't help you in the end. <laughs> um, here's a quote from the book that I particularly liked. There were many good quotes in there. Many people have grasped, maybe not consciously, but at least instinctively, a basic life principle. The hard way usually forms us more deeply and lastingly than any shortcut, any easy route, any road that's well lit and pounded flat. The easy route rarely transforms anyone. So yeah, I did want to acknowledge that to me, God's speed is sometimes a bit frustrating. I want him to work faster. I want him to answer my prayers sooner. I want him to show himself dramatically. But perhaps if I slow down, then I will feel his presence closer and hear his voice more clearly and get my soul in line with his plans. So walking is certainly good for my body and I found it to be good for my soul as I walk in God's glorious creation and allow him to walk alongside me wherever I go. Um, yeah, it was fun being at um, Dave and Belinda's all those weeks for book club. It was um, really enjoyable and getting to know um, Adam and Caitlin a bit better as well. Um, I did want to say that my sharing will be more my my God walk than the book walk. I've sort of um, departed a bit, a little bit from the, the text, so I hope that's okay. I'm a bit of a rebel. Uh, um, yeah, so when I started book club, um, I can't even remember when we started, but whenever it was, I was feeling a bit um, spiritually jaded. Um, for those of you probably all know here that um, we've been on a bit of a two-year journey. It's two years coming up this week since Peter's stroke. So it's been, been quite, a, quite a journey, 
his stroke was right at the time of um, the first lockdown, so he had three, week, uh, three months in hospital, and during that time we moved house from Fig Tree to Primby. So yeah, there's been a lot, lot happening in the last um, two years. So the, hence, I don't know, I'm just feeling a bit jaded, as I said. So this book has been a really good um, reset for me and a reminder of what walking can be and has been for me in the past. And there's an early quote in the book that says, we see things, actually, am I holding this close enough? Sorry, I've forgotten. Um, we see things differently when we walk. We feel more deeply, we think more clearly, and we walk to figure things out. And I was sort of thinking back to over, you know, in past years, I've certainly um, spent a lot of time walking and figuring things out with God. And it's, it's, it's funny how walking or a cycling, this is a bit of going to be a cycling and God walking thing as well. Um, walking or cycling, it's different to if you're sitting at home in a chair with your Bible and talking to God. I don't know, something special about being outside. Um, yeah, so I've had some awesome, awesome times and walks with God in the past and... I think I've been a bit distracted lately, even things like wordles. I do wordle first thing in the morning, and sometimes when I go work, walking, I just think of the wordle stuffs going through my head. And Peter has starts with this particular word, and I sort of think, now how many goes is he going to take to get it? Because, yeah, anyway, I have distracted walks, um, which is a bit annoying. Um, 30 years ago, yeah, sorry, we, I haven't always been an early morning walker, but 30 years ago we got a dog when we were living in Goulburn. And I started walking the dog early every morning. And I found it sort of became an addiction, this early morning walking thing. Um, so in fact, when we lived in Goulburn, not only did I do the early morning walking, but I also did some early morning bike riding as well. Pardon? Not with the dog, no, <laughs> not with the dog. Um, yeah, and I was praying a couple of days ago about what I was going to say today and God reminded me of two stories, God's stories, um, that happened in Goulburn. One was a walking story and one was a riding story. So I hope I can share those with you and not be departing too much from the whole thing. The, um, the first one is a, a walking story. Um, in Goulburn we were part of a house church thing that met on a Wednesday night for dinner, a collector at a, a farm. And we, we loved that, didn't we, Luke? So we would go out there every Wednesday night. And um, we took, a, at one stage, we took a lady, a single mum and her three kids as well. So we had to take two cars to get out to Collector, which is halfway to, from Goulburn to Canberra. And one day I realised that both the cars were empty of petrol. And I was, I was praying as I was walking, thinking, how am I going to fill up these two cars? Because I realised that our bank account had kind of nothing in it. And Peter's pay, was, I think it was coming in the next day or something. Pardon? What did you... <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was praying, how am I going to pay for this, this um, fuel? Anyway, I was out walking, walking Goulburn in the early morning, frost everywhere. And I just finished praying and I looked down and here in the frosty grass was a $100 note. Now, back in those days, all those 30 years ago, that was a white paper, big. Does anyone remember those really big white $100 notes? 
anyway, I had the money for the fuel and a couple of weeks later the lady that we were taking said, I should give you some money for, for fuel. I said, don't worry, God's, God's paid ahead for you. Um, and the other, the other story, the cycling story, I was riding up this country lane. I used to ride, I don't know how many k's it was, that loop I did, but anyway, I was out in this country lane, nothing, nothing in this lane, just pedalling along. And suddenly um, my feet wouldn't turn anymore and I looked down and my lace had got come undone and wound, wound around the crank, so I was kind of stuck. And I just looked next to me and here was a pole, like a, like a no-standing pole, like in this, this lane. Um, so I just reached out and grabbed the pole and managed to do everything. But I just sort of thought, wow, God's put this pole in this deserted lane for me. Anyway, it was, was very, very cool. Um, now, 15 years ago, the dog died, um, but my addiction with early morning walking has kept going. And now I am loving, loving walking in Primby and enjoying seeing, like this morning I saw the, the sunrise and yeah, just loving all the birds and the water and everything that Primby has to offer. And recently in walking, I've made a very new, almost shocking discovery that despite all the weirdness of moving and everything, God has um, placed me somewhere where I actually want to live forever. And this is a real shock to me because I'm a real itchy foot type person. I've, I love moving. And I spent half of my time at Fig Tree wanting to move. <laughs> we were there for 20 years and I think half of it I was just wanting to be somewhere else. So it's really quite a, an amazing thing for me to be finally somewhere that I, I'm happy to be forever. Um, so I sort of feel a bit like I'm kind of on the um, home straight of life. I've sort of reached this finality position where I'm starting to let go of stuff in the house and the four-wheel drive and the rooftop tent and all sorts of things. So it's kind of exciting, I think. Uh, a quote towards the end of the book said, together we walk to the place of death. We have a good companion. He knows the way. So... Um, yeah, it's exciting to it's exciting to have that um, have Jesus walking with us, and He's been where where we're going, and that's cool. So, thank you. Thanks, thanks, uh, Cheryl and Belinda, for your reflections. Uh, a few weeks ago, Caro asked where we were up to with the book, and we said, "Oh, we're nearly finished." And so she said, "Oh, great! Can you share for this?" particular Sunday. So that's why we're doing this, not any other particular. We're not trying to sell the book or anything. Although I do have a copy if you're interested. I've got a <laughs> copy there. Um, so when I reflect on my experience of being part of a faith community, I realise that relationships are built on doing things together. It's not really about bumping into each other. That can happen. But the growth of the community and the relationships of the community are what's important. And so when we share our day-to-day -day experiences, bonds are created that are the true cords of connectedness. It's one thing to theorise about loving one another, but loving has a doing component, and that's the doing that you usually experience through regular connections and a shared life. Uh, and it seems to me that people that we've grown closest to are the ones we've shared the most with. And so as I started 2023, I was wondering if there was a need 
to have a cycle of gatherings that were a bit more regular than monthly. I think monthly cycles are great and they have lots of good things, but I wondered if there was an opportunity or a need to do something more frequent. And so in thinking that through, uh, basically, you know, I was working out that if we only meet with someone monthly, if for whatever reason you miss that, then it's two months between those deep connections. And if you manage to miss that second one, a quarter of the year has passed. So I was trying to think of how do you try to minimise that longevity of not connecting. So anyway, we ended up with this fortnightly group and that's what, what sort of kicked it off, I suppose. What did I learn? Well, I learned a lot more about Cheryl and Peter uh, as beautiful people with a story. I heard about changes in their life, how their shared history resulted in decisions along the way to move houses and churches and communities. And that wasn't so much about the book, that was just about the connection and the joining together and being, being part of that and, and learning about that. I learned more about Adam and Beck, their amazing journey that stretches across continents. So they were talking about incredible walks that Adam has done in different places around the, around the globe. And it just made the whole world a little bit closer and a bit more familiar to me. That was special. I learned more about Caitlin and her career journey. And uh, it's been a bit bumpier than she may have hoped. Uh, but she's managed to get a bit of a full-time gig at this stage. So we were sharing that with her and learning about her family and her desire to be intentional with her faith decisions. I, believe it or not, I learned more about Belinda. She's all right, it turns out. <laughs> Glad I'm married to her. <laughs> but, um, but by visiting some of our shared history and reminiscing on some of our, some of her learnings along the way, um, we got to, to revisit some of those thoughts and places and we got to do more walks together, as she's already mentioned, which was lovely, uh, and to enjoy the new place that we call home out at Winuna. And of course, we, had, we got to share the sadness of losing our walking companion, Max, after, all, after 15, 15 years. There was actually a chapter in the book about um, pets and walking with pets and losing pets. And that just happened to be the week that we lost Max, which was all very sad. But again, really fascinating. I guess I learned a bit more about God, surprisingly, um, much more than maybe I could have learned on my own. I learned that God is slow. This is perhaps the most obvious thing about God, though rarely noticed. Of all the divine attributes that we laud or debate, ponder or puzzle over, it's seldom or never we mention God's slowness. Yet nothing about God is more empirically viable, verifiable. He just seems in no particular hurry at all. Uh, this can be frustrating at times, and yet at other times, at least according to the Bible, God can be fast. Jesus' acts of healing are miraculous, not only because of the acts themselves, but because of their instantaneity, their abracadabra quality, the book says, their shazam, kaboom, voila moments. Why don't we get to see more of that speediness in our own lives? We grappled with that and learned and heard what other people had to say. I guess I learned a bit more about suffering, that the way of suffering is often the way of revelation, that the easy route, as Belinda said, rarely transforms anyone. Something at the core of discipleship, it seems, there's no straight path. 
There's no quick, no fast, no wide, no cheap, no safe. Jesus seems to choose anything but the straight away, straightforward, often meandering seemlessly, uh, seemingly without any care in the world. When Jesus walked the Via Dolorosa, the way of suffering, it strangely, beautifully um, also becomes the way of resurrection. And so we see that suffering often leads to a place that we might not have anticipated. I learned from the catch cry of St. Augustine, solvatura ambulando, which means it is solved by walking. Even limping gets better by walking. There are many stories of Jesus healing people, but these are often only realized when the person acts on their faith. They walk by getting up and walking. It appears, Jesus tells us, to go and deal with ourselves. This was refreshing to me. I've seen many times in my life that when we do what we believe in, when we actually believe that we're new and whole and well and healed and loved and saved and act as though it's true, that we actually find it is true. It encourages me never to stop, even when I felt like giving up at times, even when I felt like building a home right there in the damaged place because I can't go any further, because I'm exhausted and I just don't want to do it anymore. That actually my faith is the thing that requires me to trust and keep going. That is when I find it most healing and most powerful. It's the moving that is the expression of my faith. It grows my spiritual muscles and it proves I'm more than a conqueror, no matter how useless I may feel. Faithing your practices, the book says, is a helpful strategy. Discovering how to do the things you already do most of them every day, sleeping, eating, taking a shower, driving, working, washing clothes, scrubbing dishes. Those, you know, bills that you pay, they all present the opportunity to deepen your relationship with God. Finally, I considered the crux, I think, of the whole book. Walking is a picture of walking out our salvation. It's a picture of working faith into the grain of our days, the sinews of our muscles, the marrow of our bones, the rhythm of our breathing. Walking depicts how we get hope deep in our bellies and submit to the fierce demands of love and figure out what matters most. So I posted a reflection on Facebook. Life is slow going. Sometimes I am so busy I feel like I will run out of time before ever achieving an inkling of all I have to do. These times are fast and furious, filled with amazing experiences and moments of exhilarating joy. But most days are monotonous, one step after the other, tracks of endless desire to be done with the boring and mundane. During these times, I'm tempted to believe that I'm getting nowhere, 
that I'm doing not so much, yet interwoven into the whole of my one breath at a time existence is a gentle, quiet humming that reminds me this slow going is my life. Every precious moment of it. And upon reflection I begin to see even then how much I have to be thankful for. And how blessed I am to share each day with anyone wanting to walk it with me. So what's next? Really? We're going to have a break. <laughs> We're not doing another book club. We're going to take some time out. But we do want to know, keen to know, if there's anyone who wants to do some walking, figuratively speaking. Bumpy faith, limping faith, we'll get better, I trust, by faith journeyed together. So we want to know if you need a partner to journey with sometime, give us a call. We'd love to journey with you. Amen. Very good. Thank you all for that. That was yeah, lovely to hear that. It's good. And like, yeah, I'm just uh, encouraged just in the embodied practices that are our lives, like the things of just walking and everyday stuff that can in, at other times just seem mundane, but also are uh, such a gift and opportunity just to be really present to the moment, but also to God in us and around us. And so, yeah, so I encourage us over the next week or so just to be um, be mindful of some of the things we've heard, heard tonight. And, you know, if you're out for a walk or you're just walking to the post office or doing any, anything just to... Um, that little moments like that can be little spaces in life to be in the moment and not thinking about the whatever the next thing is, but just to yeah be in our bodies and feel the goodness and the um, closeness of God as well. And yeah, we're, we're fortunate enough to have um, got a dog, COVID dog as well. And just yeah, it's amazing how like you can live so close to the beach but very rarely go there until you have a, something like a dog that, that necessitates taking, taking it out for a walk. So, But, yeah, just the um, enforced slowness of, yeah, of doing that is just such a gift. And, yeah, just get to see part of the beautiful world that, that yeah, otherwise would often just go by in the busyness of life. So, yeah, so I just encourage, encourage people just to take some slow time this this week to walk or to sit or to just be outside somewhere and enjoy the closeness of God even if it's not a prayer time or anything I think just being in our bodies and taking space and being in the moment is is prayerful attention to, to what's happening so be good thanks for listening if you want to check out more about Central visit us at centralchurch.org.au music by Chris D'Souza beloved member of Central. <laughs>